0: Hi, Jenny here, and welcome back to Real Talk. So, as we come out of February, February being the month of love and emotion and feelings, we're going into March with a new approach. And I'm going to talk about five different feelings that come up quite often, but nobody really talks about. And those feelings are sadness, joy, anger, confusion, and love. So let's jump right in. Let's start with (laughs) not the most inspiring one, but (laughs) the most prominent, I think, in today's society, is sadness. So the definition of sadness is a condition or quality of being sad affected by unhappiness or grief, sorrow, or mourning. How does it feel, feeling sad? How does feeling sad affect your mood? What does sadness, or the feeling of being sad, mean to you? For me, it most closely connects to words like hurt, heartbroken, despondent, betrayal, untrustworthy, let down, lied to, dejected, taken advantage of, used. These are just some of the words, and some of them might resonate with you, and some might not. when I experience sadness, it can feel like one or many or all of these words play a role. It isn't a nice feeling to feel sad, and particularly if someone else has done something to make you feel this way. Sometimes we can feel sad on our own. And if we don't accomplish a certain goal or we feel unloved or unworthy or underappreciated or devalued, And it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to cry and sleep and scream and feel all of your feelings. But how do we conquer sadness? Well, (laughs) everyone has their own ways, but for me, I conquer sadness by knowing who I am. I'm a good person. I'm not perfect by any means, but I am kind and loyal and honest I love with my whole heart and I try my best to do what I can to help others. I remember that I am smart and I have people around me that love and support me and maybe you're this kind of person too. Maybe you know who you are and maybe you're not sure quite yet who you are and maybe that's a part of your sadness. Most of all I remember that my sadness won't last forever and each day I get to choose how I feel. That gives me a sense of empowerment and confidence that I'm proud of. So what are five good characteristics about you that you're proud of? How do you conquer sadness? Let me know and I just want to remind you that even though you may be sad today smile for tomorrow is on its way. Now to lighten things up, we're going to move on to the feeling of joy. Joy is a a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. Are you experiencing joy in this moment? Do you live joyfully? What does joy mean to you? For me, joy is associated with words like happiness and jubilance, effervescence, kind-heartedness, pleasant. Optimistic delight, my favorite exuberance. When I think about being joyful and living in a state of joy, I'm cognizant of the good things in my life. Quite often it is the simple things that bring about the sense of joy for me. Going for a drive, grabbing a coffee and holding hands with the one I love. Laughing, loving, and being loved in return. A we'll walk through the field. On a beautiful day or an evening. I find joy in a sunny day or a friend succeeding against all odds, the giggle and laugh of a baby, or the snuggles I get from my dogs. It isn't too hard to find even a little bit of joy in each day if only we allow ourselves the permission to see it. It doesn't have to be grandiose or extravagant, The simple things all added up over time are an indication that still there is some good left in this world. Whatever you are going through, wherever you are right now, look for the joy. I encourage you to seek it. And I'm willing to bet that in the approach of a dusky night, joy can be found in the cracks of even the darkest times, like a shimmery glimpse that everything shall work out. What makes you feel joyful? What are some of the ways you practice finding joy in your life? Let me know. And remember, darkness may fall at night, but surely joy shall come in the morning. This next one's a doozy, and I'm sure we've all felt this at some point in our life. The next feeling is anger. What is anger? It's a strong feeling of annoyance, displeasure, or even hostility. Have you ever felt angry? Does it take a lot or a little of something for you to experience the feelings of anger? For me, I tend not to get angry very often. It takes a lot for me to experience the feeling of anger. And when I think about anger, I think about words like vexed overly frustrated, taken advantage of, used, betrayed, set up, disrespected, hurt, mean, lied to, cheated, outraged, and, yes, reprehensible. When I think of the times in my life when I have been angry, really angry, I can't recall many, but I I do recognize the power and emotion that come with anger. I often refer to the liver as the seat of anger. The liver is one of the body's largest organs and is responsible for performing over 500 functions on a daily basis. Can you imagine having 500 jobs every day? Wow. So when we speak of anger, not only emotionally, mentally, but physically, it will often present itself as Stitch pains or bloating or indigestion, the craving for or inability to process alcohols and sugars, poor nutritional choices, feeling tired, inability to filter toxins and hormones, and that results in further damage and emotional outbursts. Anger is often the result of underlying and deep rooted sadness, fear, guilt, and insecurity. Anger is a secondary emotion to these primary notions. I am aware that there is a large number of people who believe that forgiveness is the answer to anger, and while I respect that viewpoint, I actually don't believe that forgiveness is a requirement to being on the other side of anger. I don't dismiss its value, and I'm not against forgiveness. It is important. I just don't believe that if you choose not to forgive something or someone that you carry a great burden. No, I think I cannot forgive someone or something and go about my day and order my coffee in the same way I did the day before and I don't feel burdened. But that's just me. You are free to have your own viewpoints on forgiveness and, like I said, I hold great value in forgiveness, I just don't think it's needed. To live your life freely. I hold great value in God fighting my battles and the power of karma. I've never seen karma miss someone who did me wrong. <laughs> Just saying. So I suppose I have a certain amount of let-it-go attitude when it comes to anger. It doesn't mean that I'm not upset or hurt or disappointed. It simply means that I don't allow those feelings to progress. So, what are some other ways that you deal with anger? Let me know. I can't quite be sure, but I think the next feeling is confusion. <laughs> okay, that was a little bit of a pun, but what is confusion? Unable to think clearly, bewildered, lack of understanding, and uncertainty. Have you ever felt confused? Were you ever in a space of not knowing what has happened? For me, when I think about confusion, I consider words like blindsided, and unaware, scared, unknown, bamboozled, puzzled, perplexed, disoriented, unbalanced, foggy, and overwhelmed. Sometimes we can put ourselves in a state of confusion if we lack things like sleep, food, or just taking on too much. At other times, confusion can come at us from the outside parameters of our world. We can be faced with the words or actions of others or situational circumstances that present confusion. We can feel blindsided by the things that are said and done. We may feel hurt by the simple unknowing of where actions, chaos, accusations, or lack of clarity presents itself. Confusion is as simple as forgetting where you put your keys, or it can be as complex as feeling the unexpected distance of a loved one. This cognitive and emotional state can cause us to experience secondary feelings, such as stress, pain, anxiety, overthinking, and heartache. When I feel like I'm in a moment of confusion, I try to retrace my steps, and regardless of others' opinions or involvement, I look at the facts. I know my truth and I stand firmly in what I know. The interpretation, assumptions, and conjuring of partial knowns from outside people or factors are only meant to add to the confusion. When there's an accusation in the absence of a question or a perceived series of events prior to discovery and disclosure, confusion is often the result of messy communication lack of understanding and clarity, serves as a side dish to the chaos of a confusion combo. (laughs) So how do we overcome confusion? Well, we start by letting go of assumptions. When we assume something about someone else, even though you may know the person, statistics show us that we are likely to be 40 to 70% wrong. When we make assumptions. We ask instead of accuse. We disassociate rather than interpret. We need to employ empathy and compassion. We seek clarity and understanding. We look for ways to improve and comprehend. And most importantly, we listen rather than create a story which may be flawed in its own discernment. How do you handle the feelings of confusion? What are some ways in which you take a step back and try to view the situation from a different lens? Let me know. I'm really interested to know. The last one is probably the most intricate and simple, delicious and beautiful feeling. That is love. Love is an intense feeling of deep affection. It can be beautiful or it can be painful. But only you can decide that. It's not much I can say about love. Just that I know it exists. I know when I feel it. I think I know how to give it. And I'm appreciative when I get it in return. How do you love the people around you? What does love mean to you? What are ways that you practice love in your life? Thanks for joining me on today's podcast, Real Talk, and I hope some of these feelings and definitions and thought processes have evoked some thought for you and to decide or determine or think about different ways of experiencing feelings and how you deal with them on your own. So stay tuned. We'll be back for another podcast real soon. But thanks for tuning in. I'm Jenny. This is Real Talk.